0: Welcome to another
1: episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those that don't know, or for any new listeners, which we might have, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and then give ourselves a week to read and research all about it, with the idea being that we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you.
0: Yep, we're not experts anything that we talk about though uh, this is just a summary of what we found out over the week but hopefully by sharing some knowledge with you we can all learn just a little bit more about
1: a whole lot of things. Sounds good to me Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic which is flags.
0: Okay, Ollie. flags this week, but I've absolutely got to mention something important first. Randomly, we had thousands of downloads of our episode on Florence Nightingale last week from India. So I think we probably do now have literally thousands of new listeners. So if you're out there, send us a message and let us know what you think of this next episode that you're listening to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: thanks for for tuning in, everybody. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully people have learned a lot about Florence Nightingale and are now listening to other episodes too.
0: Yeah, yeah, very strange. I don't, perhaps they had like an essay due on Florence Nightingale or something and suddenly everybody needs to download it because it was I'm a crazy spike in listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. This week, as we've just said, we're going to be learning about flags. And word that I learned this week that I never knew before um, before getting into the, the reading and the research was vexillology, have I said that right? Maybe vexillologists. So vexillologists or vexillology, and vexillology is the study of flags. And if you're someone who studies flags, then you're a vexillologist. I think that's right. So I didn't know that before we started. So I've I've learned I've learned a lot anyway um, this week. Was there anything that you did know about flags? Before we no, go into this, one, it's one of those things where, like, you like to think you know, like, a
0: few flags. Like, if you see them, yeah. You know, like, I think we're mainly going to be talking about flag like, country flags, aren't we? Like, flags of nation states. Yeah. So uh, more so than just every other flag, I guess. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, as a teacher, sometimes we have a little quiz. I've got a boy in my form who's actually really good at flags, and I told him yep. we would learn about flags this week, so uh, he's basically my researcher. Uh, I, but,
1: I think. No, i think i made a point when i was younger like to learn all the flags in the world and i think i got pretty close to if not knowing them all then I, then i did know them all so i got pretty close to that so i used to recognize them but knew nothing about any of the history or anything behind them um but yeah there's some some interesting really interesting things that have come out this week with the reading and research
0: yeah i've uh, i i liked uh, yeah so we'll talk about it in a bit like the colors and the designs and the size and the shape. Why are they what they are? Like, I, I just I keep listening because we'll talk about it shortly. Definitely. So, yeah, so vexillologists is what we are. That comes from a Latin word, vellum, meaning sail or little sail. That's where the the vexillology came from. And then vexillum means flag, doesn't it? That's right. Sort of, logia is the... the the Greek word meaning to study. So the logia part at the end of vexillum, vexillum logia, I guess, is yeah, study flag, study.
1: And it was yeah, vexillum was the term used by the Romans when they were just referring to a piece of fabric that was hung horizontally from a crossbar or on a pole. It was just that that was the thing that they referred to as it. But we've we've now ended up with a, a slightly different word, and obviously what we're talking about today we're not using that word which we keep on struggling to say we're talking about flags which is yeah. a lot easier to say and there there is a little little bit of etymology with the word flags as well isn't there
0: yeah it's a saxon word isn't it that's the one Fl- Flacken or flaken
1: or something yeah that is it so it was it, it, i think it was brought over by the danes as well to to mainland europe in in, in saxon times and it was around the 15th century where it started to, to get more popular. And yeah, flacken is the, the word and it. it comes from describing something that's either flying or floating or flapping in the wind. That's where we end up getting the word flacken, which we've now turned into a word flag.
0: So what is a flag then when we say a flag? Because, you know, everybody knows what a flag is, right? Is there like a, <laughs> I think we both st- stuck on the same sort of like definition as, as a flag being a piece of cloth or bunting, displaying the insignia of a sovereign state, yeah,
1: yeah, a state or a community or an organisation or armed forces, an office or an individual. There's there's all sorts of uses, aren't there, for a flag? And I, I think one of the things um, that we'll get onto is that they're they're usually all oblong and then yeah. as we were saying they're then attached to a flagpole or a flag staff of some kind
0: so what's the point of it then why do i need one if i'm in an organization i'm in a country i'm in a, I don't know, a town or a village or an army <laughs> yeah uh, what's the point of my flag like what what, what why, why, do you why know, do I I,
1: there's there's an institute there's the flag institute that's out there that exists yeah okay and I read that there was a, a chap from there called Malcolm Farrow, and he's the president of the Flag Institute. And he was saying about how, you know, one of the important things is about a flag being the identity for a country. And this is what he was saying: that a national flag is extremely important. It identifies a people and tells the story of the whole nation in one small rectangle. Wow. So- Pretty, pretty powerful when you think about it. There's a little, little asterisk there. Are they all rectangles? Hmm. We'll find out yeah. a little bit later. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah they've got that patri, the patriotic like, like symbolism, don't they? You know that that sort of unifying force that that everyone is is one underneath this flag representing whatever it is they might be representing. We're we're going to talk about like nations and countries, but you know, back way back when it would have just been like a like a village or a or a castle, or something like that, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And that, that, that's sort of where where they've mainly been used, but like, over the years, which does make sense, is around yeah warfare and when when people yeah. haven't been been getting on, and it was that it would then be your insignia of, of the leadership that you were then following, and you'd be, be able to identify if somebody was a friend or a foe, and you'd you'd know um, like where you stood in a situation, be that either. On land or at sea. So we know, yeah, they've, they've played an important part. And they've, but in from history terms, no one really knows the, the exact origin or the uses of, of flags and, and when they came about. But there is some records going back to China and in the Zhao Dynasty in 1046 BC. So we're talking, how long ago is that? That's 3,000 years, approximately. Yeah. Yeah. About approximately 3,000 years ago that the the, um, the emperor at the time used to always walk with a white flag being carried before him. And then there was there's some other um, literature where they've written down that in 66 BC that there was somebody who they were punished and they were killed for not lowering their head as the emperor passed by. So we know that they've been around for a few thousand years um, but yeah, they've they've grown and had more uses, haven't they?
0: Yeah, and you know they they knew they, there's no lo- you know evidence that they were in ancient Egypt and you said China and like the Roman Empire. Uh, you know, they've been around, uh, maybe not representing a country like we said, but certainly representing a group of people for for a very long time. They weren't only used for that, were they? Like flags were actually used for like communication. And things like they weren't they weren't only flags in the sense that that you are at one because you've got this flag they're actually you know maritime exploration and stuff like that from boats
1: yeah absolutely yes yeah. signaling and just let letting people people know um what was ahead of them type thing as well i know I, we spoke about it in our pirate episode didn't we that that pirates were notoriously they always had the black flag and they had the, uh-huh. the skull and crossbones Um, which no one really knows where that originated from, but different pirates would have different flags that they would fly. But then there were things that I was reading about where yellow flags on ships would indicate that that boat was having to quarantine because somebody was ill or there was maybe an outbreak of cholera or diarrhea or people weren't, weren't very good on that ship. And there's other uses of flags that you sometimes, if you really put your mind to it and think about, that the white flag that's the international symbol of truce, isn't it? Like I'm, yeah. I'm waving the white flag, yeah. <laughs> type thing. Um, so yeah, there's there's all sorts of other
0: checkered, the checkered flag,
1: checkered flag. Yeah, yeah of course, in racing. Yeah. And then uh, other things that that they then do in terms of to show a sign of mourning somebody, you then fly a flag at half mast. That's a pretty universal symbol as well around the world. That yeah. if if somebody has died. Then that country or that county or area will fly a, a flag at half mast. But you're you're absolutely mm-hmm. right saying that going going back, it wasn't nations; it was it was kings, wasn't it? It was emperors. It was almost like we've taken over your castle, almost like a Game yeah. of Thrones type thing. Like, and yeah. so so everyone knows it's no longer it's no longer Ollie's castle; it's now Liam's castle. So Liam's yeah. flag's gone up.
0: Yeah, and I've got those men walking around with those big sticks like a, a letter T with the flag hanging down and they're walking in front of me and things like that.
1: Yeah. But Yeah, and, and it then, was, it, wasn't it wasn't it symbolic about the flag carrier as well? Yeah, I read that like I remember when we I remember when
0: we were a lot littler, littler, <laughs> not like we're children, when we went paintballing when we were younger and you used to play Capture <laughs> the Flag, right? Yes. You remember playing that? Like if you've got the flag you won. But that's like that's a historical thing. Like if people captured the other team's flag the other army's flag then then they won the battle or something like i don't quite understand i think we need to do that in the wrap-up i need to read a bit more about that because surely what what you're carrying my flag
1: and you die that means that now i've just got to stop like oh, flag's god is that symbolically yeah like capture the flag like in uh, in call of duty or something or you said like paintball symbolically yeah. you've got the flag so you win type thing but there's yeah. there's also some some practicalities of a flag isn't there that like why why they've sort of stood the test of time because how easy they are to to carry that yeah. they're they're super light that you yeah. can see them from miles away and have some sort of idea about like who who's holding that flag so there's there's all sort of good reasons why why flags have stood the test of time
0: yeah yeah, 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 for sure. But as um as a uh, you know as, as time moves on, it, it was about like the late seventeen hundred, so sort of the eighteenth century, not that long ago, like two hundred years or so. That as a as a world, countries started forming. Right, they started becoming instead of just like little villages and like almost like counties or states, they started to become countries, and that's when flags as we know them really started to become a thing
1: yeah and that's where you then you know if if people are feeling like they i know what's the right word when you like respect to that flag it was from a country point of view rather than from an individual point of view so if the king then died it wouldn't matter that the country's flag wouldn't change because we were united by the flag rather than it being that king yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. Whereas I guess back in the day, King died, the flag changed, cut of arms changed, yeah. new flag. Whereas now, uh, you know, with the, with the rise of the rise of the modern nation state system, is what I've got written down. So as as countries sort of the late 1700s, 1800s, as countries started to form, they started to create flags to represent a whole country. And then those flags are, are what we think of today as countries flags. Do you know the, the vast majority of all countries flags of which there's like 193 or something? according to the UN, I think, 193 countries. Um, The vast majority of those were all adopted in the last 200 years.
1: Yeah, and I always thought that flags would have been much older than that, but there's there's been a massive spike, hasn't there, since the end of World War II, where predominantly that's where the most flags have been designed and created and in use, because there have been new countries that have then either become independent or new countries that have formed. And so they've then wanted to have this national identity, which you think it's, it's a and, pretty pretty big deal, isn't it? That this national flag, it, there's thought that goes into it. And as I was saying earlier, like it's, it's trying to distill down that whole country into this small rectangle, like taking into account the like colours that might be important for the country, the religion yeah. or... You know, just yeah. some, some natural thing about that country, and because countries tend
0: to have similar cultures or similar religions or, or sim, you know, there's there's something called flag families.
1: Like yeah, these I saw about this. Forming,
0: they're all like next door to each other. They're all I don't know, like mates with each other. Like, that's the wrong term. You understand what I mean? No, they're all like little. They're friends. These countries. So as they as they form, they create flags, which when you think about it, all look very similar. The Scandinavian flags. Try and picture the Danish, Swedish, Norwegian, Finnish, and Icelandic flag. They are all, I well, not identical, obviously, but they are all, They've all got that cross, don't they? They've all got the slightly off-centre cross. Different colours, but similar, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And and it again comes sort of down to religion. Like that was seen as a predominantly Christian thing. So that's why they would then have the cross on their flag. Mm-hmm. And then there yeah, are, and then you, there's different cases. Like if you go to the Middle East, all of like the Middle Eastern flags are of similar colors, aren't they yeah. as well?
0: Yeah. Red, black, red, white, uh, green. Um, the Russian, that, so you've got the Slavic countries, all the ones over sort of by Russia. So Russia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Czech Republic, Croatia, Serbia, they are all red, white, and blue all very similar. Russia, I'd read, they were influenced by the Netherlands flag, which if you look at them are both very similar. So obviously Russia's seen the Netherlands flag, gone, that's pretty cool. Let's have something similar to that, the sideways stripes, the red, white, and blue. But then obviously Russia's mates, Slovakia, Slovenia, czech they've gone Oh, That's pretty nice. Like, we'll sort of copy you. We'll have the same colors. And, uh, you know, so they've got this whole matchy-matchy sort of flag situation going on.
1: Yes. Yeah, there was it wasn't there something interesting about lots of countries copied the Netherlands flag, didn't they? And then the French were saying, yeah, we don't want to go along with that.
0: Yeah, so the Netherlands what what was common at the time was for a country to take sort of the colors from their coat of arms, as it were, and to put them into their flag. And then the French Revolution came about and France saw everybody sort of copying these sideways stripes of the Netherlands and, you know, a bit like a what's the word like a a finger to the everybody else they went right we'll copy we'll go red white and blue but we're gonna go vertical
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow such rebels (laughs) yeah they stuck it to them didn't they (laughs) they thought they'd be really different but yeah you then you then see in those families of of flags so yeah lots of the the european ones are quite similar and and the uk union flag the united kingdom that influenced the united states in terms of colors as well red white and yeah. blue um and then you've got flag family in sub sub-saharan africa as well so over there what happened was A lot of Africa was getting invaded and and taken over, but Ethiopia managed to stay independent. So going through different wars and Italy tried a few times to try and take over them, but they never managed to um, take over Ethiopia. And Ethiopia then had their flag and it was green, red and yellow. And then as other African countries then got their independence back after colonialism, they then liked the idea that Ethiopia had stayed independent. So they decided to use the same colours. So you'll see there'll be a lot of African flags yeah. that are green, yellow and red with certain signs on them or stars or insignia on them. Yeah. To um, But they've still got that common thread. So that's how you end up with these flag families. Yeah, there must be 20 African
0: flags that look, you know, they're obviously slightly different designs, but yeah, colour-wise... You know, I've got them in front of me: Ghana, Senegal, Guinea-Bissau, Cameroon, Togo, Guinea, Mali, Bolivia. You just, uh, you just, you know, keep naming them. They're just, they all look very similar. We'll have to put that on Instagram as well. You said before we did this episode, uh, is this going to work as a podcast and not as a video? Like, are we going to be able to explain this properly? So, hopefully, we're doing all right. <laughs> Let's not try and talk about them quite so much.
1: <laughs> we've spoken about, we've spoken about the the flags. And like that new terminology that we said at the very beginning about vexillology. I didn't realize how much terminology goes into just the the flag itself and the different yeah. areas and all, all the different words that you've got to to highlight the different areas of the flag. Do you want to run us through a couple of them?
0: Okay, I tell you what, I'll say what I want and you
1: tell me what it's officially called.
0: All right. So I'm going to start a country. All right. Let's pretend we're going to have the two guys, one topic land. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna have a flag i'm gonna debate right like, i might have
1: some vertical stripes what would they be called oh, oh hang on <laughs> so vertical stripe. well i, I think maybe like you you just begin on the very beginning wouldn't you like so you've you've got this area that you're working on and just the, the blank flag in the very yep. first place is called the field or the ground yeah yeah So I
0: might have a field color, okay? Yeah. So maybe I've got my main color. Might be our our, like a light blue color, like ours, perhaps. Uh, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking now. I'm I'm going to copy France. I'm going to go some vertical stripes. What are they going to be called?
1: So you've got your vertical stripes. They're called pales for some reason. P A L E S. But I don't. I've changed my mind. I'm going to go horizontal instead, like Germany. (laughs) What, what would that be called? All right. So you're now talking about fesses, are you? You want horizontal yeah. stripes on your flag? Okay. Yeah, they're called fesses. But
0: actually, I've realized I don't want either of those. I'm going to chuck a diagonal in there instead. What would that be <laughs> called? So if you're going to divide your flag diagonally, that would be known as a bend. Yeah. Okay. But what about if I wanted to copy sort of like the Czech Republic or something, I have that little triangle coming in from like the left hand side, like where the flag's against the pole? What's that called? Sounds to me like you're talking about a chevron there. Yeah, I am. I am actually. Um, no, I don't want that either. How about in the top corner, I put like a little square and I, I put something up in that top corner square, sort of like the Australian flag's got the Union Jack up in that top corner. You know I, I, I like, like that.
1: One? That sounds like a good idea. So you, you, what you're looking for there is a canton.
0: Oh, OK, a canton. Yeah. Um, so I've got. OK. And I might want to put like a, a random picture or something in the middle something that might represent to... Maybe I'll put our microphone as like the middle of our flag. Like, what would that be called?
1: Obviously, that means that you want to have a charge in the middle of it. Of yeah. course, that's exactly what it must mean. So yeah, all of this, these, this sounds like a very messy flag, <laughs> to yeah. be fair. Uh, right.
0: Yeah, so all these words, <laughs> fesses, pales, chevrons, bends, charges, the field. They're all official flag terminology for like the design, but... Uh, you know, I, I Google, like, can can we design a flag however we want? And basically, yes, you can. Like, there's not yes. a, really a rule to to how you have your flag. But the point is that it's easily distinguishable and seen from a long way away. And, and you know it's you. So you don't want to have, you know, flags don't have 50 colors on them and really intricate designs. There are obviously some slightly uh, random ones that do. Yes. Uh, I think Bhutan's got like a crazy complicated dragon on it. Uh, yes. but like most flags are very simple because then you can see them from a long way away. And if you're in battle and you're at the bottom of a field or something, and oh, like that's us—we're up there. Like, keep it simple.
1: Uh, yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And then just that whole thing about wanting to make them—like, if you make to make them on mass, it's a lot easier to stitch together three colors rather than having to stitch together. 20 stars and whatever it might be each time and make it more yeah. intricate so it's, it's a lot easier especially in the olden days of trying to keep your flag nice and simple yeah. with that so um, so you're thinking about we're gonna have a two guys one topic flag we're gonna have some some pretty interesting things going on but have you thought about the shape that you want to do it so we said earlier that virtually all flags are rectangle but we said there was a little asterisk there
0: Right, most flags are. We're talking about countries. We're talking about the, the 193. I think there's also the Vatican is recognized by the UN as an observer state. There's like 195. But yeah, of those, all of them except three are actually rectangles. Slightly different sizes. Some of them are like the ratio of the rectangle is a bit funny. Uh, we'll get to some of the Qatar's a bit doolally. Uh, but there are a couple that are not rectangle, aren't there?
1: Yeah, you've got you've got three that aren't rectangle. Two of them are squares, and people yeah. might be racking their brains now thinking, which two of them are squares? And I think I, I definitely knew one of these, but I didn't know the other one. Do you want to let us know? Yeah, so one of them is
0: the Vatican City, which is why I yeah. said it because it was just fresh in my mind. Uh, the other one is Switzerland. They are perfect one-by-one one, uh, squares. Uh, re- uh, yeah, squares, so...
1: Not rectangle, yeah. and then you've got one that absolutely isn't a rectangle at all, which is Nepal's flag, isn't it? Which is like two triangles stacked on top of each other. I don't know how else could you describe it. Imagine a Christmas
0: tree, like a Christmas tree, <laughs> like a Christmas tree. Imagine a Christmas tree, <laughs> and uh, draw a line straight down the trunk of the Christmas tree.
1: One half of the Christmas tree would be the nepal flag wouldn't it that's yeah. like. yeah it's like opposite. two two triangles on top of each other like if you were to draw like a christmas tree you do one triangle coming out and then a second triangle coming out that's yeah. that's exactly what it is so that that one is completely different to any of the other flags around the world the nepal one which is it's quite impressive to look at
0: yeah yeah but um yeah most of them are rectangles Lots of them are like the ratio of one to two or two to three, which means like for every like two centimeters down, you go three centimeters across or one centimeter down, you go two centimeters across. There are some proper random ones. Brazil is seven to 10. That's the ratio it should be. So every seven centimeters down is 10 centimeters across. Okay. Um, Argentina, five to eight. Uh, Belgium is 13 to 15. So it's actually getting close to being a square, but it isn't a square.
1: And there are influences, aren't there? Like different countries or areas influenced different sizes and ratios of flags. Yeah,
0: random. Broadly speaking, flags that are like one to two tend to have British influence.
1: So what's that? uh, that's the, a proper rectangle, isn't it? One to two.
0: Yeah. So if it was 10 inches down, it'd be 20 inches wide. Like.
1: I think a, a, proper,
0: a proper rectangle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In my head. And I forgot to say that. So that, that 10 inches down... Is called the hoist, and then the the part going across is called the fly. So there's even more, even yeah. more
0: terminology. High. Uh, yeah, and then um, French influences tend to be two to three, uh, and then there are some German-influenced flags that are three to five. The Qatari flag is doolally, though. The ratio of the Qatari flag is 11 to 28. What that means is for every 11 inches down... It would be 28 inches across, which means it's like way wider than it is high. It looks really yep. strange. Yeah, like when compared to all the other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, talking about specifics, you've then got the Togo flag, haven't you? Which is has a very, very specific ratio to it, and this is two to three point two three six zero seven that—that like That is a pretty random number. Why is it that they've then picked that number? You might like this a little bit, Liam, as well, knowing that number. I know this one. That's
0: the same as saying 1 to 1.61 something, which is something called the golden ratio, which Ooh. might be a future episode. So instead <laughs> of going into it now, we might look at that later.
1: That's a bit what of a maths was. thing, isn't it? The golden ratio and how it applies in the, the natural world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that another day. Um, just one more on this. Obviously, all these flags are different sizes, so officially they have to be cut to the correct size. The Olympics don't much enjoy that because obviously they can't cut out like hundreds of flags. So at the Olympics and at the ceremonies, all flags are two by three, regardless of what size they are, they want to be. Uh, do you know, two do by know what they flags. do
1: then? Do they just chop off part of your flag? Or do they make your flag smaller, like your design? You know, if you've got, what, what do they do? I don't know. Well, you know, like when you take a picture on Instagram and you can choose
0: the aspect ratio, and it looks yeah. funny if you choose the wrong one. I guess, I guess I just do that, and they just go, "Right, well, let's make this two by three and just go with that." So, if
1: you, so if we think about the, the Japanese flag then. So it, then it's obviously white. It's got a white field with a red charge in the middle. Using the right terminology nice. there, nice. nice. Um, so would it just be that that there'd be less white around the outside? You reckon if they then made it a square? Well, maybe look into that for the wrap up. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Maybe, but yeah. So, Thanks. so we know what uh what what shapes me white want. We know what sort of um uh like things are going to be on the flag. What about the colours of the flag? We mentioned you know flag families having similar colours and things. Have they got similar colours because they can only have those colours, or can flags be any blooming colour that they want?
1: I think you can do what you like, can't you? I think yeah. you can just do do whatever.
0: Yeah, I read there is no specific rule on on colors, you sort of said it earlier. When they were designing these flags a long time ago, they had to make them, right? You were saying about stitching cloth together. That's why certain flag designs were were picked, because it's easier. Or dyeing the the material was certain colors are easier to come by. Purple, for example, was well hard to come by. (laughs) Did you read about where that came from? Purple dye? Yeah, I did. It's quite an interesting story, wasn't it? So it came from a sea snail. Right? So they would they would mine the mine, I don't what was the word, harvest these sea snails in the Mediterranean, somewhere around about what is now Lebanon. And then that's where they would get the purple dye to dye stuff purple. And at the time, it cost more than gold to get this purple dye. The purple dye cost was worth more than gold by weight.
1: Wow. Which is why it's
0: quite a royal colour. You know, like purple's like a a really regal colour. Yes. It was so expensive, no one could get it. Not necessarily the material, they couldn't get the purple dye. So, that obviously fed into, you also couldn't have your flag purple, because you couldn't get the purple to dye it purple. Yeah, that's obviously not the case nowadays. This is way back in the 1800s, but that is that is certainly true.
1: A little bit of pub trivia for somebody. If you ever asked, what is the rarest colour on national flags? It's purple. Yeah it is on the nicaraguan and dominican flags
0: uh, it's in their slight their coat of arms that are on there but obviously if you've made a flag in the last 50 years you probably could now have purple on it because it would be easier to reproduce wouldn't it
1: yes um, yes and as but, as we were saying a lot of flags have come around since the end of the second world war 1945 onwards where countries have then gained independence and then they've redesigned them and quite quite often um, so it isn't the king or the, the ruler of the country that has designed them either. It tended to go out quite a few times and it'd be like school children or it'd be um, competitions that people would then enter to then actually then design the flag in the first place. And then it would then be decided, yes, you know what? Those colours, those symbols on the flag, they really represent us. There are some some super um, recognisable flags around the world like one of them being the canadian one with the maple leaf but you know that's super important to canada isn't it then there's got some you're saying about ease of use and flags that have stood the test of time i had a little look i was thinking i wonder what is the oldest national flag in the world and i don't think i would have picked this or guessed this one
0: did you know it i didn't know it i know it now should we give everybody should we just do some clues so clue one it's in europe it's a european flag okay. yeah just pause this if you want to have a little think
1: it's pretty good at invading flag. other people
0: i would think probably yeah um it, it has got a cross on it yep it's got what, what's
1: it. what's its field what's its main field <laughs>
0: field is red okay it's mainly red with a white which European country is that? Denmark. Oh, I suppose it could be, could be Switzerland. It's not a square. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> well I just let the cat out of the bag there. Yeah, Denmark. Denmark yeah. holds the the longest flag, as recognised by the Guinness Book of Records. So it's it's the oldest continually used national flag, and. It's quite difficult to formalize this because there are slight changes in flag designs and dimensions over the centuries that that provokes some sort of debate about what is the oldest one. But historically, it's been shown that the Denmark flag hasn't changed since 1625. And some people even argue that its appearance actually started in 1219. So that is going back a very long time as the oldest flag.
0: Yeah, nearly 800, just a bit more, more than 800 years, possibly. Talking about the oldest flag, the youngest flag.
1: It's, that's a good one. Relatively you know, new so, country.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of the youngest country. Um, uh, officially gained independence in 2011. In Africa, I'm doing it like this so people can pause it in case they're trying to guess. South Sudan. South Sudan. The South Sudan flag was... a. Uh, was uh, adopted yeah just just what like 13 years ago we we haven't talked about colors earlier it features red which represents the bloodshed that the country dealt with to gain independence there's a lot loads of countries like 70 percent of flags have got red on them and an awful lot of the time that red represents bloodshed
1: <laughs> yes yeah it does doesn't it like the the hardship that that they had to get to get yeah. um, to where they were as a country today yeah. There are there are three flags out there that are different on their front to their reverse side to the back of them okay. as well. There's only three. And the three of them are Moldova. So they only have the coat of arms on the front of the flag. Paraguay, the reverse side contains a treasury seal. And then the Saudi Arabian, the Saudi Arabian flag has a sword and some Arabic inscription. On one side, but not on the other side. So, yeah, there are yeah. three flags where they're not not—they're not the same on both sides, which is rare.
0: Okay, here's one for you. There is one country's flag that is that changes depending on whether it's at war with someone. Ah, that's good. Yeah, 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 that's a okay. good one. So the Philippines flag is a white chevron. So it's that white diagonal triangle coming in off the left-hand side. Then it has two bars, a blue bar on top of a red bar. And it depends whether or not um, they are at war. When they're at peace, the blue stripe is on top. When they're at war, the red stripe is at top. So, nice. Yeah, officially we're at war. We're
1: changing the flag. Um, <laughs> you need to worry. if They start seeing that all the, all the flags are starting to, to get turned up the other way. Start. Panicking. We were um,
0: talking earlier about the colours of flags. You know the flag with the most colours?
1: Oh, yeah, go on. Tell us that. I thought originally... I'd have guessed it would be South Africa because that's got a load of colors on it. But turns out I'd be wrong.
0: Yeah, that's got red, white, green, blue, yellow, and black. Was that, like six colors or something? No, we said about co- countries like just creating flags recently so they can therefore have color. Belize adopted a flag in 1981 and it features like a picture of some people on it. And in that picture, they're all colored like nicely. So it has 12 colors on it in total. Wow. Belize <clears> one. <throat> That's quite intricate, isn't it? I mean, 12, yeah.
1: 12 colours on it. Very intricate coat of arms in the middle is what it has. So, yeah. There are there are some flags that that really stand out, don't they, in terms of being famous around the world that we could maybe just touch on and talk about a couple of them. One of them being super famous is the Stars and Stripes of the USA. Yeah. And uh-huh. I didn't realise this, but there's been 28 different incarnations of this wow. flag since 1775. wow, And it sort of makes sense. It's had differing numbers of stars and stripes over the years. So today's version has been in place since the independence day of 1960, which doesn't mean that was when they became independent, but that independence day. And it consists of 13 horizontal stripes representing the 13 colonies that originally declared independence for the country and created the union. And then it has 50 stars that represent the 50 current states of the USA.
0: Wow. I learned something very interesting about the USA flag. That's very hard to explain over this because I tried to explain it to you earlier and you still didn't understand it. So I'll have a second go at it. (laughs) (laughs) There is a rule, the US flag code that says the US flag should always be the same way round as if it were being blown by the wind. So when it's on spacecraft, you'll see, you'll look at it, the flag is back to front, it looks like, but that's because as the spacecraft is going through the air, it makes it look like the flag is flying the correct way around. But, that <laughs> is, so you'll look at it and you'll look at um, space suits on one of their shoulders, the flag is like mirrored because it makes it look like, you know, if they were running really fast with two flags on their shoulders, which way would the flag be blowing? That's how it needs to look on their
1: shoulders. So is that almost like saying that the astronaut is the flagpole, and yeah. you've got the flag like on either side of them, yeah. and then they're the flagpole. So yeah, yeah. It and looks the stars one way and and correct yeah. the other way.
0: The stars have to be against the flagpole, so it depends yes. which way the flag is to make it look like the the stripes are then blowing behind me, if you like. So yeah, so. um I mean, you know, you look at a spaceship as it takes off on one side, you have the, what you imagine to be the normal American flag. And on the other side, it looks like it's funny mirrored image so that it looks like it would be flying. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. They also burn flags, don't they? They have a flag day in America.
1: Oh, there's this. Yeah. I didn't realize there's some particular laws that are in place uh, when it comes to, to flags and under section 176 K of the USA flag code. It says that you need to treat the stars and stripes correctly. And if the flag is in such a condition that it's no longer fitting, a fitting emblem of display, then it should be destroyed in a dignified way, preferably by burning. So that means that every year you get hundreds or thousands of flags that then get burnt on the 14th of June, uh, typically by Boy Scouts. uh, Yeah, it's like a ceremonial thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I wanted to shout one out, Liam, just for our, our Indian listeners that we've, on, we've had join. So the Indian flag is the tricolour. So you've got orange at the top, white in the middle, and then you've got green below it, and then you've got uh, canton in the middle. And it was introduced in 1931. The green stripe represented Muslims, while the saffron represented Hindus. And then the white stripe symbolized the desire of peace between the two different religions and there's a wow. blue wheel that's in the center and it's got 24 spokes that represent 24 hours of the day nice well
0: welcome our new listeners let's hope that we have another spike on this one there are some flags that are well similar to each other aren't there
1: unbelievably similar like indistinguishable between them yeah chad and romania probably the worst
0: worst offender like have a look at the Chad and Romania flag they're bar like a tiny different shade of yellow they are yeah it's three three vertical stripes blue yellow red they are you wouldn't know which one was which nope it's crazy
1: you absolutely um, wouldn't know the difference between them you've got others that are white similar as well like croatia and paraguay they've got yep. a red horizontal at the top then a white then a blue and um, you've got others that are yeah very very similar almost that they they don't realize it yeah senegal and guinea
0: theirs looks the same except for one star indonesia monaco uh, indonesia and uh, poland are like upside down versions of each other like red and white and then white and red like you know uh, ireland and is it ivory coast that's it green white orange orange white green like that's it so uh, yeah very...
1: ireland islands on the left hand side a green vertical then a white then an orange and then Ivory Coast, it's just flipped round. It's orange, then white, then green. Yeah. Yeah, some, some of them are, are mind-boggling, um, super, super similar that, that they have between them. Um, but it's a little bit hard describing all of them now. But I suppose there's like a set number of colors that you've got to choose from and a, a set number of, of different rules to follow uh, in terms yeah. of, of trying to put a flag together to keep it nice and simple. So there might be a reason why you end up with some similar ones
0: might be like our football teams come up with their kits, and they will end up with similar kits because there's only so many designs you can have, isn't there? Like maybe <laughs> yeah. they each have a home flag and an away flag or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any other little tidbits you've got about flags that you want to share? I think maybe the the one I've got which doesn't refer to a national flag, but more just from uh, in in the UK, that at Buckingham Palace. So. With royalty, there will always be a flag flying at the different royal houses that they've got. Yeah, yeah. So there's always a flag flying and it'll be the union flag that will be flying if they're not in. But if the king is in at that residence, then they switch it and they then fly the the flag that's called the royal standard, yeah, which okay. is a, a completely different flag. So there's there's another use of flag there.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. I've got a really good takeaway then as we then. approach the end of the episode.
1: Let us know, so, what is your two guys, one topic takeaway?
0: Just now, we were talking about flags at are the same, right? Have this. Liechtenstein and Haiti had exactly the same flag for 18 years before anybody realised it. Like... <laughs> And the only reason they realised it, this is the best bit, the only reason they realised it is at the 1936 Olympic
1: Games, they turned up and they both had the same flag. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know, they didn't recognise why, why some of their teammates, like, I don't recognise any of them, I don't know yeah. any of them. Imagine getting off the flight and you're like, whoa, Lichester, Lichester, <laughs> they do hate you
0: doing it, they've got exactly the same flag as you. Like 18 years, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, at the Olympics. So they then, they then put like a crest on uh, their flags so there. A bit different, yeah. It's blue, blue, blue stripe, red stripe. That's what it was, and they were exactly the same.
1: Brilliant, I like so, it. Anyway, you my, got a takeaway? Yeah, my two guys one topic takeaway, super simple this week, and it's going back to the, the Nepal flag. So, we were saying it's got five sides, it looks like two triangles on top of each other. We'll put it on, on Instagram for you just to see what it looks like if you don't know, but it's got an official name, the shape of the nepal flag it has five sides it's got an official name i'd never knew this before it's called a double pennon 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 p-e-n-n-o-n double pennon interesting i would call pub it quiz. a pentagon
0: I, I bet the pen is part of pentagon because it's got five sides and that pentagon interesting that's a math pub quiz
1: thing. info yeah some pub quiz maths info there double pennon
0: well that's an interesting episode and that's proper two
1: guys one topic like that is flags oh, there i you go. really enjoyed that that was that was brilliant <laughs> so much there so much in there um even though um, you don't need to see the flags hopefully hopefully it's come across to everybody that you can understand how and why you get flag families you know why there's some origins just some of the different ratios about the flags and just some of those yeah. little stories that we shared
0: yeah and purple's not on them because it was uh, too expensive to get back in the 1800s when all the flags were coming about but yeah very very cool episode hopefully you guys have enjoyed it series 9 episode 2 if you have we'd love to know your thoughts uh hit us up on all the socials at two guys one topic and uh yeah we'll read some of those messages out if we get any good ones that we can read out that aren't offensive <laughs> we've got any any of our new listeners as well in um in uh, india in particular do let us know what you think because obviously this will probably be your second episode you've ever heard we'll be back again next week but until
1: then get out there and share some vexillology knowledge